Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of 5 degrees in Edmonton, 5 degrees in Calgary, 3 degrees in Saskatoon, and 7 degrees in Toronto. Thanks, Evie. Good morning, everybody. Broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join the live show. Recording show, recorded show is just like, you know, it's not as good. <laughs> you need to get, you need to get into it. You need to, um, you need to create a good routine. And I think the best way to, you know, build that routine is, uh, is, is coming to the live show every morning and, you know, starting your day off thinking about, you know, how can I better myself? How can I build this real estate business up? What kind of questions should I be asking? What kind of answers can I get? What kind of action can I take today? All that stuff. Anyways, I'm rambling already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, join the live show. All you got to do is just download that app, uh, look up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, follow it, and then you get notified at 6 a.m. Mountain Time that uh, we're live. And there's a little chat here. You know, you can see all the other investors that are here, like we see. Uh, there's a call in button. You can call in. Any questions you got, just ask them. We'll answer them for free, free coaching every morning. Um, some of those people that are joining us today, uh, I see we got John here. We got uh, Eric, Listina. Oh, Eric and Listina, first two people in. <laughs> Yeah. JD and Chastin. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Cody is here and he says, one day I'll beat John into the room. But today ain't the day. Today ain't that day. <laughs> Good morning, Nathan and Kathleen. Don, Paul. Paul, it was great to meet you on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Scotty and Leo. Yes, Leo, a happy Monday the 13th to you as well. Good morning, Emily and Jeff. We have Nat and Elray and Alan. Good morning, Taylor. Good morning, Denise. Tammy. Good morning, Josh and Courtney. There as well. Yeah. Definitely not my first time meeting here, though. True. <laughs> um, we had our REI Masters uh, networking event in Edmonton, uh, or I guess in this queue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Close enough to Edmonton. So close to Edmonton. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, that was a lot of fun. It was awesome. Yeah, the uh, the venue worked out really well. Um, real estate investing, guest speakers, you know, networking, barbecue. Um, everybody was stuffing their faces with um, beans and pork and beef and ribs, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, uh, and of course. Um, it's like herding cattle, trying to get everybody out. <laughs> Guys, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You turn around, they're still there. Or they got their feet planted so firmly in They've the ground. Moved six inches. <laughs> Unbelievable. But it, it seems like, I guess, uh, they they just they continued to just converse and network uh, outside afterwards. Yeah. Parking lot ready. Um, 
Yeah, I'm surprised the uh, the owner of the place didn't uh, come up with a shotgun and say, "Get off, get off my curb." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good, good. Looks like some really good conversations. I saw so we saw some joint ventures getting signed there. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So other uh, uh, events like that upcoming, we haven't announced the next two yet. <clears throat> uh just because of a couple complications with the venue so um we were expecting to announce those two dates for calgary and edmonton today uh you may see calgary today for sure but edmonton there might be a bit of delay um but just hang tight on that and then some other upcoming events we got coming up uh uh, barry mcguire is hosting a wholesaling workshop in calgary on march 18th um i'm going to be there for that helping him out and um, so if you're interested in learning how to wholesale and assign real estate, make some fast cash, um, like our buddy Matt Legere there, who was one of the guest speakers on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to want to head out to Calgary for that one. Um, and also April 1st, if you're in the Toronto area or if you like airplanes, um, uh, there's an agreement for sale workshop as well. Um, information for both those and to sign up, just go to barrymcguire.ca. Um, I'll be in Toronto as well for that one. Yes. And no, it's not a joke. It is not an April Fool's April joke. April f- 1st, I will be there. <laughs> what other, uh, what else going on? What's going on in the comments today? Uh, people teasing each other about who's going to get into the room first. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we have some comments. It was good people, great food. Parking lot, then, the, then they went to the rec room. <laughs> oh, nice. Played some games. We have a mystery user who needs to un un uh, scramble their name. It says, "Hey, good morning, everyone. Hope you had a good weekend." Hmm. Is there anyone new to the show today? I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, what do we got going on for our business this week, Gab? Ah, uh, we have a whole bunch of quarterly inspections happening. Oh, okay. Yeah um one of them's one of them's today so we got that one that um one with the the tenant where they uh the ex-husband called up and said and that the house is fyi fyi the suite is trashed (laughs) um we're sending someone down there to go check out that one today Mm -hmm. um get an update on that see about how we're going to handle it moving forward um and then i think you and I are going to be doing a bunch. And then we've also hired REI Odd Jobs, yep. um, Emily over at Odd Jobs. And um, she's going to be doing uh, the rest of them this week, yep. as far as I know. Um, so that's that. Not excited, not excited, not excited. It's <laughs> uh, just like, what I know it's bad. It's like, it's, it's like when you, you, you know, you fall off your bike. And you you know your knees gashed up to shit, but and and you're like, oh, I should just leave the pants down. But no, you pull up, you pull up your, you know, your pant leg, and you look, and sure enough, it's 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 fucking horrible underneath. <laughs> Shouldn't have looked. I'm not worried. Whatever it is, it is, and then we can just move forward. So it's oh, fine. easy, Bob Marley. <laughs> I just it's like let's just find out, and and then. Do what we got to do, right? No? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And we have um, 
some other inspections later this week that I am looking forward to getting a thumbs up or thumbs down on because we have a couple of renewals coming up at the end of March. So I'm waiting to send out renewal letters until I know that um, this past quarter, there's everything's still good. They're still taking care of the suite. Everything's in order. Nothing dramatic happened and we can renew with them. Should they, should they wish to? Um, Very wise of you. I was mm-hmm. just actually just asking Gabby before the show. I'm like, hey, did you uh, end up doing that market research on the rents and send out uh, renewal offers? And she said, she just told me that. She said uh, that we're just going to wait until we see the quarterly inspections first before we go and they send them an offer. Mm-hmm. Because we obviously don't want to renew with them if they're, uh, if they're not treating the place well. Yeah. Um, now, when did, you, when did you send out the, the notification or the... Uh, when did you notify the tenants that we were going to be doing, doing inspections? Yeah. Uh, one week prior. So that was last? Uh, so last um, Thursday, I notified the, everybody f- the, who was getting inspections on Thursday and Friday. Hmm. Because why'd you give them a week? I like to give them a week because it gives them an opportunity to clean up. <laughs> That's the main reason. I like technically only need to give somebody here in Alberta 24 hours notice to enter. Um, but I find that to be um, harsh and yeah. uh, not well received. So, well, typically a 24 hour notice is, is more of like an emergency. emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you think something's going on or if there is an actual, like, you know, yeah. something going on with the suite that needs to be checked right away. Um, but yeah, in this case, these are friendly quarterly inspections, um, and the email is very well written to make it non-threatening and that just popping in to change furnace filters, make sure everything's good. If you have any issues, um, with the suite, let us know in advance so that we can bring some tools and maybe get some stuff fixed while we're there, Mm -hmm. um, that type of thing. So, um, very friendly. I find when we give them a week, it's plenty of notice so they can say, oh yeah, no problem. I'll be there. I won't be there dog will be there whatever the situation is we like to do them during the day yeah and it also gives time for them to respond and tell us that um that they acknowledge that we're doing the inspection and whether or not they'll be there if we didn't give them fair notice then we would have to be driving and posting 24-hour notices on the doors to make sure that they were that they knew right so obviously getting an email response or, or you know some sort of a a confirmation of receipt is important. Yeah. So, well, I mean, say, again, saves you having to go drop down, drop off notices on the on the on the door. Yeah. Um. It's it's you also said um, giving them time to clean and um, that there. <laughs> I, I, I've 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 heard some people say in the past like, oh, I don't want to give them that much notice because I want to I want to see how dirty it is. Well, I don't. <laughs> it like like i i for the people that say that um i always say like you know i'd love to i'd love to go walk into your house unannounced your house was, is fucking dirty just like ours is i was just gonna say like i have one kid and like i know how insane our house can be at times and like yes we hire a cleaner and like all that kind of stuff but it's mainly to force us to like tidy up the house because life is busy for everybody not just you like life is busy for our tenants as well and 
you can't just expect that at all times it's going to look like a show home. Like yeah. it's, it's, there's going to be clothes everywhere and dishes piled up in the sink and all those things that are normal for people. There's going to be piles of laundry everywhere that aren't folded. Mm-hmm. And you can't just expect that of people when, when it's not even true for yourself. And if you're one of those like weirdos who your house is <laughs> really clean all the time, like congratulations, you're a sociopath. I say. <laughs> Um, no, but for real. And, and I had to remind Wayne of that actually, uh, of that a lot in the beginning is that like, sometimes when we have had to do like emergency check-ins and it's been like a disaster, I'm like, yeah, but like, look at our house sometimes. Like if, or if you walked into our house today and we were one of your tenants, what would you think? You would think, oh my God, what slobs. Casca say. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Don says, are you looking in my windows? Laundry? Dishes? Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's everybody. Yeah. Um, but if you give them a week, you know, uh, sometimes more, uh, then you give them a fair opportunity. And, and that's all we want. We just, like, all we want to know is that the very least, once every three months, you're cleaning up your shit. You know what I mean? That's... Yeah. And and because leaving water on, you know, laminate flooring and, and on laminate countertops and that kind of shit and, you know, stains just built, you know, stains are they can they can be rubbed off, you know, pretty easily in the first few weeks, few months. You leave them there for a long time. Those stains ain't coming out. Yeah. Right. They're they're going to. They're going to be. Give me a better word. Stained in. <laughs> Set in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but so like it's just it, it's forcing them to clean and um, not everybody takes it as an opportunity to clean don't get me wrong sometimes well, that's, we walk in that's and another that's a mess. test i'm testing them you know that like here's here's what i i would expect someone to be like we send a notification saying hey just a heads up we're doing our quarterly inspections they know we're doing quarterly inspections because we're always doing quarterly inspections um, hey, we're doing our quarterly inspections. We're going to be coming next Thursday. And today's Thursday. Well, what I expect the tenant to be like, oh, fuck. I had plans this weekend. Now I got to fucking clean the house because my landlord's coming next week. I, I'm not going to put it off till next week because I know I'm not going to have time to clean it because I, I, I'm not going to want to do it after work. Honey, we're going to clean the fucking house this week. That's what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want them to be like, ah, shit, the landlord's coming. I better tidy this place up. Right? I get it. You haven't kept it clean. You know, you, you, you know, you haven't been treating it as well as you should, but at the very least, I want them to feel like I want them to care that someone's coming. Cause I want them to care that, you know, that they appreciate the tenancy and they don't want to be kicked out. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now with that notice, if we show up and it's a fucking pigsty, then they don't give a shit about the house and they don't give a shit about us. Yep. And that's a huge red flag for me. I know that they're never going to clean this place, right? Yeah. And then I have an opportunity at the end of that uh, quarterly inspection to say, hey, you're not keeping it clean to our standards. This is a notice. We're going to be sending someone back next week. We'll give them one more weekend. We'll be sending someone back on Monday. Uh, we'll give you the weekend to clean up and then someone will come back and check. But this is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are they going to respond to that? Right. And if they don't respond well, then we got a problem. And at that point, it's probably escalated. You know yeah. what I mean? If they if they decided not to, and then we sent a message, and they, you know, continued to escalate it further by saying, "No, that's completely acceptable. You can't kick me out for that." 
then I know we got a problem tenant, yeah. right? And all it took was just a little quarterly inspection. And normally it doesn't doesn't really work out that way. We've only had two tenants. I've 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 only personally had two tenants where I was just like one was disgusting, which I've been meaning to do a post about that place. It's been a few years, many years actually, since we had that uh, um, the flies and the 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 maggots, whatever. Um, and then there was another tenant that was just like, seriously, you're not going to fucking clean up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you knew I was coming. Uh, otherwise most people are, are very respectful and they're, they don't want their dirty laundry to be seen by someone. Right. Yeah. So I'm giving plenty of notice. And then that way it's, again, it's, they're going to tidy it up. You're going to be able to see what, it, what kind of damage is and you know, what kind of, how they live. And if they don't, um, clean up, then you know, that you've potentially got a problem with this person. Yeah. And they're not respecting your unit. And, you know, you, yeah, you can just be like, oh, hey, clean this up and I better not be like this next time. And if it is like that next time, now you just you've delayed the the problem by another three months or mm-hmm. another however long until your next inspection. And I I think situations like that should be dealt with quickly before it becomes an issue. That's not that's not the type of person you want to leave in there. Um, and continue to renew their lease for years, right? It's just going to do more wear and tear on your house. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Should we have a quick word from our sponsors before we oh, carry yeah. on? Shit. <laughs> of course. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Indeed we are. Um, I'm curious for the live listeners, how many of you guys do um, inspections on your properties? Obviously, you know, like you do your walk-in inspection, you do your walk-out inspection, but do any of you guys do um, periodic inspections, quarterly, biannually, annually. I know some people, um, do them once a year when the person moves in, like some people will do it like 60 days or 90 days after the person moves in just to kind of do a quick check. And then they won't do another one until renewal time Mm -hmm. at the end of the tenancy before they renew with someone, they always check to see, okay, is it still good? Do I want to renew with this person? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let me, let me know, if, uh, who in the yeah. comments. Uh, Cody does. He says at least every six months. Nice. Yeah. And Ken says always two to three times per year. Um, uh, Denise says yes, quarterly. Awesome. And Nat says, do you have to do inspection for short-term rentals, like three or six months? I don't really understand, um, like, like short-term rentals like Airbnb when people are just like in and out all the time? 
Uh, well, I mean, theoretically, it, you'd be seeing your suite quite often, no? Unless they mean someone who's who's doing like a monthly kind of tenancy. Um, you know what I mean? Like midterm rental? Yeah, midterm rental type thing. Unless, of course, uh, I mean, you, if, if you've got people moving in and, in and out every couple of days, you can always go and check on the property and, you know what I mean? Without yeah. having. She said yes, midterm. Gotcha. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I guess it really just depends on uh, how you, <laughs> well. I mean, if they were only, like, if they were, I would stick to my quarterly. Like, if they were in there for six months, I would check at the three-month mark. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be, if they were, like, a three-month term or something, I wouldn't, like, Increase check it. in quarter, <laughs> quarterly over the three months. You have to, you have to be conscious of people's privacy as well. Yeah, and intrusion. Sure. And, um, and every single time I, cause once a year I'll make the same post. I don't know if you guys, if you guys have been following us for a while, sometimes you'll notice that I just recycle and regurgitate old posts. Um, they're like, I think, I, I think we posted this last time at this, this year, last time, that last <laughs> this time, last year, this time, <laughs> this time last year. Thank you. Um, every fucking time I do it. I get two or three people that are like, that's an invasion of privacy. I can't believe you want to go in someone's house every three months. I agree. If someone came in my fucking house every three months, I'd be pissed. Three months goes by pretty quick. I mean, Jesus, what what's the date today? We're halfway through February. Mm-hmm. By the way, 2023 is almost over, just in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> um, we're halfway through February. It means like, I, you know, if I had one on January 1st and someone's come and get me notification in about four weeks from now of they're coming for April 1st. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think it's extremely intrusive, but you know, I also don't rent. So hmm, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's my, it's, it's my business. It's my assets. And the only way for me to know if it's being taken care of is for me to go check. Oh, here's another idea. Why don't I just email and say, hey, are you guys taking care of everything? <laughs> you know what I mean? We have caught several issues by doing our quarterly inspections over the years. And I can't paint everybody the same brush. I, yeah. I can't I can't just assume that, you know, because one person out of a hundred, you know, fucked it up that I gotta that I gotta make it bad for everybody. But the truth is is that, you know, the only way to know is to check. Yeah. Right? I got some people that say I never do them. And I'm like and in my opinion, I think you're a moron. Yeah. I, I like I, I that's your investment. Yeah. You have that's tens of thousands investment. or hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in this in this property and it could be absolutely trashed and you wouldn't have a single clue. I don't even want to say trash, Gab, because I I hate that term because like it's so rare that something gets trashed. Yeah. But just not cared for. Disregarded. You know what I mean? Like there's so many little things that someone could do that could that could really affect, you know, the longevity of like, you know, the materials inside and, you know, the appliances and everything else. Just disregard. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know, there is if if it's a if it's a house with suites and we talked about sharing utilities uh, last week. One tenant has got maybe it's an older faucet, and the faucet is is dripping because you know whatever the the 
the, the seal um, is, is, is broken and it drips a little bit. No big deal. Just a little drip. It's a little fucking annoying in the middle of the night, but they don't give a shit because they're all the whips, you know, they're, they're nowhere near the kitchen or maybe they just, you know, put the, the drip was so annoying that they put earplugs in. Or they've gotten used to it. Now they're one with the drip. They're one with the drip. But that little drip is costing you like 75 bucks a month. And you're trying to figure out where the fuck is this water coming from? Why is my water bill $75 more? Did they, you know, and of course, you know, you're, you're probably ignorant. You don't even look at the bill. You just look at the dollar amounts and you're like, oh, fucking, they must have raised the prices of water again. You know what I mean? Or you don't, a lot of times, like those meters, they don't catch up on the meter readings for like months. Yeah. So they do like estimates, right? And everything's okay until you get three bills come through (laughs) and it's 75 bucks extra on each of those bills. And there's like an extra $225 there. And you're like, what the shit? Mm -hmm. Right. Three months later, you go in there. If you're smart, every quarterly, you know, quarterly inspections, three months later, you go in there, you see trip, 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 trip. And you're like, Hey, what's this? Oh yeah. Sorry. It's been doing that. That was $225. Yeah. Right. That's cash flow. I've seen some people come up with the the dumbest shit to increase their cash flow by twenty five bucks a month. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this really strategic email and I'm gonna I'm gonna increase my rents by twenty five bucks and then they go back to their joint venture partner and they brag that they I was able to raise the rents by twenty five bucks, which is you know extra cash flow for us. Well, thank you, that's fantastic. But like you know, then they be ignorant. To something like this you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's just a, a dumb little thing that you know a tenant's not going to tell you yeah and i know this because every time we send out notification every time we send out an email saying hey we're doing quarterly inspections let's pull up the email let's see what we got here because i remember one just recently another common one that i'm i'm shocked about why people don't is that they just they either say like oh i just supply the furnace filters and tell them to change them every three months or something like that mm-hmm. and that is like so I was super get to that. yeah that's so super ignorant because they they don't and or like some of them do of course like there are some responsible ones but um m- mostly they won't get changed and so you know you you think that everything's going good in this cash flow and stuff. But like that furnace call out when the um, filter is really blocked and the furnace shuts down because the air isn't getting through and they need to, and you need to call somebody out to come and look at it. And they're like, Oh yeah, the furnace filter was just really dirty. That's a, you know, a $200 call out for them to come and, and reset everything and get your new furnace filter in and mm-hmm. get your furnace running again. So that could have been, you know, I don't know what that works out to over 12 months, but there goes that cash flow. Exactly. Well, we had a, we had an issue just recently, one of our flips with the furnace filter. Yeah. And this was this was dumb on our part. But normally we've never had this happen before. We had the furnace checked at the beginning of a renovation and we've switched the filter since since they did the drywall sanding. We've changed the furnace filter. No, normally that's a big one, you know what I mean? Like yeah. after the done sanding in the house, you should probably change the filter. We changed it since and for some reason, the guys in, in, in there have been like, hey, we didn't find out till like a couple weeks later. Hey, over the holidays, you know, when it was cold, like the house never got warmer than 62 degrees. And we're like, what? Why didn't you tell us? <laughs> and and like, oh, yeah, no, it was no big deal. We just we just thought it was, you know, because of the, um, you know, the 
we had the new drywall and like the pot lights were just open um, holes, open holes. They weren't yeah. completed. So, you know, there's obviously some extra and then the windows were old and shitty and they hadn't been replaced. So just it, it was just an assumption that the house just had some extra cold air getting through or uh, heat escaping. Yes, yeah. Um, but in my mind, I'm like, wait a second, this fur- like we got two furnaces in this fucking house. Like there's no reason why yeah. that should be happening. And um, I'm like, oh, okay, is it a thermostat issue? Is one of the furnaces not working? Or we're, you know, fiddling around with it, trying to figure it out. And then um, and then I'm looking back and I'm like, we had this these furnaces tested yeah. when we first got in here because we wanted to know the furnaces are working. Now I'm like questioning, like, shit, did, did these guys even test these furnaces? Because I'm looking at the report. So this is fantastic. It's great. Um, so... Then uh, we, we go and, and we don't do anything about it. And we just kind of ignored it. We just thought, okay, it's probably just because well, the cold snap is over. Everything's fine. <laughs> cold snaps over. You know, we'll be putting these pot lights up pretty soon. Be any heat laws anymore. It'll be fine. We get the bills. How many bills do we get? Uh, two big ones. Yeah. And how much in extra heating did we? So in a flip, normally like the monthly utility bills are like 150 200 bucks or something because of all the delivery charges but like the yeah. the actual usage is very minimal of like think of like water and electricity nobody's living there right yeah so they're like 150 bucks 200 bucks on a on a good size flip and they were like 900 yeah 800 <laughs> and we're 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 losing it now because we're like what is going on why is this happening we need to fix this really quick and we found out it was just the furnace filters yeah that was it we changed the furnace filters and everything's working fine. And suddenly we got heat in the house. Yeah. It was so bad that their airflow was so bad that it couldn't heat heat the house above 65 degrees. Yeah. Well, and they were running constantly trying to. they were to. running constantly, which, you know, is if it were older furnaces, I could have done some serious, you know, what extra wear and needed some new furnaces. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we, we tell that story because... Um, if the furnace filters aren't being changed, you know, that's a possibility as well. And if you have a house with suites and you're covering the utilities and you don't have a cap on utilities, that's, that's money for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some people, what they say is, that, Oh yeah, we leave an extra four, um, furnace filters there and we just tell them to change it every three months. You think they're going to fucking change it? How do you know they're going to change it? Mm-hmm. Are you just going to email them and be like, Hey, it's been three months. Can you please change the furnace filter? They're like, yeah, sure, I'll do it tonight after work. And then you'll be like emailing back. Okay, as soon as you do it, can you please email me back? Can you send me a picture for proof? Can you send me a picture for proof? (laughs) Just go do it. (laughs) Just go do it. There's so much normal maintenance that is required on properties. You know, we talked about furnace folders, and I'll I'll talk about a few other examples here in a minute. there's so much normal maintenance that is required that you are responsible for. You can't just hand off someone else. But I, I, I a few minutes ago, I said I was going to pull up an email. Um, when, you, when you send out those emails to tenants, that we got this one, which isn't as bad. I've seen some ones that are worse in the past. But normally we send out, hey, we're scheduling our routine quarterly inspections for our properties next week and have you booked in for this date, yada, yada. And then the person goes, sorry for the late reply. Sounds good. I forgot to message you. Mm-hmm. Typical. But the front door handle is loose. We use the back door to enter. You know what I mean? Like, why Why not just... Like, just tell us and we'll change it. Tell us. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're, like, very transparent in the beginning that, hey, we're the type of landlords that'll fix something. So 
It's very loose. And um, the garage door is very hard to unlock, so we keep it unlocked. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're telling me you keep our property unlocked because it's hard to lock. Let us know. We'll change the fucking deadbolt. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll we'll we'll, we'll shift the door. I can't believe they, they would leave the garage door unlocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what are they going to do? It's an unfinished garage. There's no insulation or anything. So, I, so I'm not really too concerned. Like, I'd rather they open the door safely, go in and steal our tenant shit, than break the window. <laughs> as soon as they get in, they're not going to do any damage to our to our property. Yeah. Because, thank you, they'd left they the door unlocked. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just, it's dumb. And they're like, the rest seems to be working fine. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you tell us that in advance? And this just goes to show that, like, quarterly inspections, like, this is why we bring this stuff up. And we've had other things that, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I've been meaning to talk to you. The closet door is basically hanging, you know, on two screws right now. And and I, I, tro- I tried telling you about this when I moved in. And it's just because they were just really hard on the door, right? And you look and like all the, the screw holes are all stripped and everything. It's like they can't. And so we had a, hand, you know, send in a handyman. But like, why would you let it just sit like that hanging? Why wouldn't you contact us? But, you know, sometimes they're a little too scared and they're like, oh, I don't want to tell my landlord because then they're going to get mad at me. They're going to blame it on me. So they try and hide it. Yeah. So it's just it's just our belief that it's just better to do quarterly inspections or or, or periodic inspections just to check on your property and make sure. Um. Jeff was trying to call in earlier. Um, hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I didn't realize it. I'll, uh, I'll send him the invite if he still wants to chat. Good day. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, since we're on the topic of tenants, I had a interesting situation that I just wanted to make sure that I'm do, checking all the boxes and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So the tenants, uh, I inherited these tenants. Uh, their lease expired on January 31st. Um, they asked for a uh, five-day extension to have time to move other things and clean it up. And I agreed and said, as long as it's prorated and that gives you enough time, then that works for me. And then the 10th, or sorry, the 4th became the 5th, which became the 10th, which became the 11th, which became the 14th. Sheesh. And uh, so on the 11th, um, or sorry, on the 10th, I guess, um, it started really kind of falling apart and it became apparent that they really don't, uh, they, they don't have an intention to pay any rent for this month and the they have moved all their stuff out, but it's an absolute disaster. Um, it's dirty as can possibly be. And um, so uh, what I did is just kind of highlighted uh, how what we had agreed upon before, sent them an email um, saying uh, what their lease obligations were and what the tenancy, Residential Tenancies Act requires of them to clean. And uh, yeah, they've just gone like pretty nutty about it. <laughs> um, mm. um, so, and what it comes down to, I, I guess, really is is so okay if they've moved out. Yeah, they've they've moved out all their stuff, but 
I need to I need to end this so I can move on, clean it up, and renovate it. Um, so, uh, so on the eleventh, which was Saturday, um, they I had a scheduled um, a scheduled move out walkthrough, and they didn't show, and I did not agree to move that one. So I'm kind of using that as the number one no show. And as per the act, I believe I have to give them two opportunities to participate in their own final walkthrough. Okay, so um, on that front, so when you contacted them about scheduling the move out inspection, they agreed to that time on Saturday? They did. But then they no showed? Okay, then that's all you need to do. Yeah. It's scheduling the in, it's scheduling of the inspection that you need to kind of Give if like options. if you if you said, Hey, does Saturday at such and such time work? And they said no, then you need to give them another opportunity to schedule it. But if they no showed for a scheduled inspection, that that's it. You could have done your walkthrough at that point. You still can. You can yeah. go in now anytime. They know showed for their appointment. So you can go in now, do your move out inspection on it, check off that they were not present. They were no showed. You just went through it alone as a landlord, sign it, and they have no say in what is on that inspection. They have no, they, they basically have forfeited their right to um, an opinion on the state of the suite. Okay. So you've done you've done everything that you need to do to provide them with opportunity to be there. You no longer have to communicate with them. You can just finish the inspection, send them their um, their statement of account, and then obviously you might be in a position where you might need to then go to the RTDRS if it exceeds their you know deposit and all that kind of stuff. But as far as that inspection goes, you you're no longer obligated to give them an opportunity. You can just okay. go in and finish things up, like you said, and get the cleaners in and and proceed. Can I um, am am I also able? Am I also right to be able to prorate the rent to the agreed upon inspection date, which was the eleventh? Yes. And then track that from their damage deposit. Yeah, they owe it regardless whether or not they agreed to it. They overstayed, and they owe you that prorated rent. Yeah, but just until the date of the that they were out. That they were out. Out. Yeah. Or, or the, like you said, the eleventh, where that was what their they stuff. their agreed inspection date was. And stuff. Yeah, is it yeah, out? I guess no, out. No. It's when out, they were out. Out and when their stuff was out, not the inspection date. Because they could have, yeah, they could have moved out on the thirtieth, and then you agreed to an inspection on the fifth. That's yeah. not their problem technically. Yeah. So it's whenever they were moved out. And then obviously you're going to want to deduct for cleaning as well, any additional cleaning that's required and any repairs that were not there or uh, repairs that were not wear and tear, um, anything that was damaged um, from from the original condition of, you know, your, your move-in inspection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you can make the decision for anything above and beyond the, the, the security deposit. If you want to pursue them, you need to go and... Uh, Take them to the to the RTDRS. Oh, they have lots of time to be able to get into battles, so that's not something I'm willing to. Really do. It's it, it, normally you kind of look at it like, okay, how much am I potentially getting here? Like 500 bucks? Is it worth my time to go and chase these people for 500 bucks, or you just like call it? That's it, but it depends on you and and your, you know what I mean. Like if you got nothing else going on and you're you know retired, go for it. You know what I mean. <laughs> 
No, I don't have that kind of time. But um, yeah. I'm I'm also I'm almost an anticipating that they're going to fight this in any imaginable way that they can because that's how they are as people. They've been in fights with literally everyone to the north, south, east, and west of them, and mm. um, they're they are just like that, right? And as soon as I ask them to you know adhere to the lease then they just went a wall just nutty so well i personally love people like that i love dealing with people like that because i know the fucking act inside out and i will win a fucking time <laughs> so i mean like it, it, you know what that's that's why i tell everybody just really understand the residential tenancy act or the, the you know the the landlord tenant act of your province or area um if you do everything right and you've got documentation you will win every single time the act is the act and the facts are the facts you will always win if you know the act, you follow it, and you have all the facts documented, the tenant never has the facts documented, and they never know the act. So they just look like an idiot in front of a mediator, you know, when you come there prepared, and they got a he said, she said approach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love shutting people down like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess a, a further question to that, a lot of their communication, especially since they have moved out, has been via text, but that's all something that I could, I guess, theoretically print out and, and bring to a hearing? Uh, well, I would never allow that ever again. Uh, that's a lesson for, for this time is always keep it to email. But uh, there was an app that we used uh, to, to download texts. Um, yeah, something I'd say is that like, um, it's easy to kind of like forge that kind of stuff. So I would make sure that if if you're using that as evidence to get a proper program to extract it, that will show, um, you know, that you've extracted these from mm -hmm. and not that you've just like screenshotted and printed type of thing. So um, we paid for a membership or something. Yeah, like that. or we paid for like a one month membership just to like pull all the texts out for the conversations that we need. And it like extracts it and gives like a little kind of not like a certificate, but it it shows that it's been like yeah. pulled and that it's not just like screenshotted with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I guess as to their actual when their stuff was moved out, there's a little bit of ambiguity there, but I, I believe it was the 10th, Thursday, the 10th. Um, but I wasn't there in person to verify that that was the day that they actually moved things out. Is there an email saying, hey, we're out from them? Is there any is there anything that they're going to use to say like, hey, we were out on Thursday? Is that what is that their play? Do they have something um, via text? They would have said uh, they would have they they came back on the 10th like they did. Uh, like I know because I was there before the 10th. They still had stuff or came there on the 11th and their stuff was gone and now it's just dirt and cat yeah. pee and cat urine and everything <laughs> um do you have uh pictures from those dates yes I do. yeah so i would just i would use like like you just said they you know you you know that and you have like picture evidence from wednesday showing stuff in it time stamped and then you have pictures from thursday time stamp showing that it was just a mess Right. Yep. So I would just go with that date. And if you needed to prove it, I would use kind of like those pictures as documentation showing. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, and uh, and so and for, as far as the prorated rent goes, then I can use the 10th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think you're in a pretty good position, even if you got it all by text. 
um, even if you bring no text documentation whatsoever, I mean, they stayed longer, right? Yeah. And and you have, you know, they didn't show up to the to move out inspection, so they can't they can't deny the condition of it. You're going to have the move out inspection saying that they were not present. You're going to have the documentation saying that you offered them that date and they confirmed. And then you're going to have all the pictures and all the, you know what I mean? Like uh, you're in a very good position if they do serve you. Um, yeah. If they're like, you owe me my damage deposit. It's yeah, clearly they're, they're not do it or they're not owed it. So uh, I, I, I can't give a full course right now, but I just, there's one thing I'm thinking about right now and I want to make sure you do make sure you get them their statement of account back within the next 10 days. From the, from the 10th. From 10 the days 10th. from the 10th. 10 days from the 10th. Okay. Or 11th, whatever the uh, schedule. Whatever the, day whatever is. their move out day was. Whenever they, whenever they left, you got to get them a statement of accounts 10 days after that in Alberta. Um, now, that statement of accounts can, you can have, you know, all of these, you know, repairs that are required and cleaning. You can just get quotes, Right. Or you can quote it to, to at an estimate amount of how much you think it's going to be. If you can't get all those repairs and cleaning done within those 10 days or before the 20th, which is one week from now, you can get quotes and the quotes is enough for you to hold, um, you know, portions or all of the security deposit back. If if it equates to, you know, let's say it's a three thousand dollars worth of repairs and cleaning, you can just show the the estimates in your statement of account and attach it to it. And then you have another what? 30 you have a total of 30 days, total of 30 days to get all the repairs and cleaning done. And then at the end of the 30 days, you would be required to send any remaining security deposit back or the invoices to show. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much, guys. I was hoping to be able to head off any confrontation with them by kindness and respect. And <laughs> That just doesn't work. Yeah, with some sometimes people. it just doesn't work. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to say, Jeff, is just to make sure that your um, inspection report is uh, dated for the day that you had it scheduled. Yeah. So if you're like going in there today or whatever to complete it and get it all done, make sure it's dated for the date that you had um, agreed with them for the inspection and that they know showed for that date. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks for calling in. It's like it's been a while since anybody called in, and that was like a great little conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully others can learn from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about the topic, but yeah. <laughs> but oh, thank yeah. you. It's like I said, I inherited these tenants. Um, yeah. We knew that they might be uh, kind of problem tenants from the start just because of their confrontation with everyone else around them. Yeah. So it's kind of been a little bit anticipated, but still, nonetheless, uh, kind of disappointing to ha have to go through it but absolutely anyway, thank you very much for your input i appreciate it so much you're welcome have a great week you too bye um i kind of miss that stuff <laughs> doesn't it doesn't it make you feel young i feel fucking young <laughs> you, you know it, it, Gabby and I, you know, just made like the decision. We, you know, you have to make decisions as you can, as you grow with your business and as an entrepreneur. 
that like, I will no longer do those types of things. My time is worth, you know, more than those types of things. I hire those things out. I do not clean. I do not pick up poo in my yard. I have someone come and pick up the poo in my yard for me. You know what I mean? And those are great. Those are great because when you make those decisions and you outsource those types of things, you know, you're able to focus on, you know, more productive and, and, um, uh, bigger decisions, which make more money. Right. And sometimes like I hear things like this and I'm, I'm so glad it's, Je- it's, it's, um, I'm so, glad, I'm so glad it's Jeff and it's not ours. Um, because you know, if it were ours and it'd be stressful, but it's kind of like, you know, kind of like being a grandparent or like, you know, babysitting someone's kid, like an auntie, you know what I mean? If you're like an uncle and you have a kid over for a day, you're like, Oh, this is so amazing. But like, you don't want to have that kid full time. Right? You get to give him back. Yeah. So like, thank you so much for letting me just like kind of get like vicariously a, live vicariously <laughs> through because that that stuff's fun. I love I love I meant it. And as soon as I said, it, I'm like, oh, God, you sound like an asshole. And I love putting those types of people in their place because I know my shit and they will not win. I will fucking conquer them. Well, and it's it's not like if somebody's just like literally naive and they think that they've done their best they think that they've cleaned it up and left it in like the perfect state and they're literally shocked that you're like this is not clean and i'm gonna need to send somebody in and they're like my deposit i spent hours cleaning this place and yada yada and like it's like literally like there can be like a little bit of sympathy in those situations but when somebody has damaged your property or left it with cat urine and just an absolute mess Mm -hmm. hasn't lifted a finger to clean it they do not deserve our sympathy like you you've made some decisions in life to be a dick and guess what you're gonna you're gonna be responsible for it yeah like (laughs) not gonna sympathize with you and then you approach them about it and they're just like ah fuck you cocksucker and it's like okay i don't i don't want to do i don't want to deal with you (laughs) you know what i mean it's you guys you guys all know the type of tenant i'm talking about right now i'm not i'm not seeking this out I'm, I'm talking about a certain type of tenant that just does not give a crap and just completely careless. Yeah. And, and then, you know, does that to you. They, they, they did they that did to, it to you. you. Yeah. They, 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 they took the first strike, right? They punched first and, oh, you better knock me out. <laughs> you better, you better make it count because I ain't losing. I we put we put all these systems and measures in place to ensure that, you know, I don't I lose the least amount of money possible. And, the, you know, the shitty thing is. We always if you look at the whole score, if you look at the whole score, we in the end, when we're done, our business, our rental business, we will be out more. We're like like we're going to end up paying out of pocket, but our tenants will never be out of pocket. They will only be responsible for what they did. Right. But we end up losing more and that's not fair. Right. We end up paying more for our tenants than our tenants pay for things that they were not responsible for. Yeah. They get away with stuff. See what I mean? So I'm just making sure that number stays the bare minimum. I am reducing that number as much as possible. So when I'm done with this whole rental business thing. I want to know that I would like I only paid for what I was responsible for, not what other people did to my properties. Fair. Get a look at a big picture like that. Boy, do I feel young again. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> that was um that was good. Well, we'll see, Wayne. We might have our own little 
excitement after don't, don't, inspection today. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. It's funny though, because we've, um, you know, we've come so far in being able to, um, to get the outcomes that we desire when the situations arise. Like it's, it's really in, in how you handle these situations as they become apparent that there's going to be a situation. And, you know, like you've had some pretty good insight over the last um, several episodes as we dealt with this ongoing situation with the one basement tenant Mm -hmm. that um, you've seen how we've gone from like, oh my God, we just got this like random phone call that there's holes in the wall and smoking doobies. I haven't seen Garrett here, but I know that he liked that word. Spliffs. Doobies and cigarettes in... Um, it was spliffs. I said doobies. Okay. He said spliffs. Yeah. In the bathroom, like, oh my God, we're going to, you know, post a 24-hour notice to enter and go see what's going on to like de-escalating how we were going to deal with it yeah. and, you know, making sure that first she paid the rent so that we had all of the rent to then deciding to say like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for getting the rest of your rent to us uh, ahead of what you had told us it would be. And then waiting another day or two before saying, hey, just a heads up, next week we have our quarterly inspections, you scheduled for Monday. Instead of slapping a 24 hour notice on the door, af- like right as she's you know paid up on rent to be yeah. like, we're coming in, coming in hot, right? So we de-escalated it to make sure that she didn't connect those two as being hand in hand, that they were two separate things and that we were grateful her rent was paid and that, hey, but just so you know, we got your inspection scheduled next week. So we've taken it from what could have been a really heated and then now a really poor tenant-landlord relationship to let's let's very politely see what's going on in the suite mm-hmm. and then deal with it from that point on. And if there is holes in the walls and there is um, evidence that she smoked, say like, hey, what's what's going on here? What happened? Yeah. Um, you know, this needs to be repaired and like this can't happen and see how she reacts. Yeah. Instead of us coming in, somebody called us and said, you've damaged the suite, we're coming in and blah, blah, blah. So you can see that we've already turned the conversation, turned the table on on the situation that we're dealing with to be able to have it in our best favor of how we deal with it. Right. Right? Right. Um, Paul's asking, what about professional renters? The ones that move in with zero intention of paying rent past the second or third month and also know the tenant act back and forth. Um, You know, you hear the term professional renters, you hear people say, oh yeah, they were professional renters, but it like, it's, I think it's just like a, people use that term very loosely. These guys, because you'll hear, you'll hear the statement. These guys were clearly professional renters. They knew exactly what they were doing. And that someone saying that kind of makes you it's it's like i don't know i think they're they're about as real as sasquatch and um and chupacabras <laughs> you know what i mean like if enough people say that they exist i mean like don't get me wrong i i i, I believe that there's probably someone who's who's been evicted before that hired a lawyer that taught them how to go about doing, you know what I mean? Or they had a lawyer friend or they had a friend that's been through the process of the RGDRS and they, you know, they, they were on EI or disability or something like that. So they, they had nothing better to do than to read the act. You know what I mean? One, it's, it's not to say that someone who 
that all tenants don't understand the act and they don't understand how to work the system. But to say that there's like, there's people out there with like, um, you know, trying to, to get into units because they know that they can live for free for six months. Like if you have that kind of mindset of like belief that they, they, they exist, then, you know, I, I think it's just going to prevent you from, um, I don't know, having sanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just like, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but like to say that there's like some secret society of professional renters that meet on Thursdays. Um, and you know what I mean? They all wear the same ring. Uh, it's, it's kind of silly. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, the likelihood of, of running into someone who just convinces you to rent to them some sob story and then they don't pay after the second or third month is kind of and i'd say that if that person exists that very likely they have an awful credit score yeah and that perhaps they weren't properly screened yeah um so you know like we landlords have the opportunity to put measures in place to do some proper screening and to mitigate our risks and if we're not taking those then that's you know that's on us like you 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 need to make sure that you're doing those things and that you're you know following those protocols they've been to court a few times and they've lost a few times and yeah. i mean if you're seriously like that's a huge concern for you then i would recommend just going down to the court of king's bench and pulling um judgments so you can pull a name and it'll pull all the judgments against them and it'll tell you if they've lost in court um yeah. before for not just landlord tenant issues but like anything um all judgments made against them um, so that, that would solve that problem. Now, most people don't do it cause it's a pain in the ass to go drive all the way down there, but downtown to get it. But you know, if that's an issue, um, I just think the probability is so low that like, as if they happen to slip through my, my basic screening, I'm looking at like, what's the worst case scenario here? They, they happen to, to get slipped through my screening. They, they happen to pull on my, I know my, my emotions and I, and I give them a chance second or third month, you know, I have to serve them eviction notice. And then it takes me two months to get them out. Well, I mean, like, how often is that going to happen? How much money am I going to lose? Is it worth? Is it worth me, you know, losing, you know, stressing about something like like stressing over something like that? Probably like, it's, it's pretty low probability in my mind. Yeah, low risk for sure. Um, but just make sure you have good questions and make sure you, you do your proper screening. And then you will um, it's very unlikely that they'll slip through. Um, I'm going to do one last question here, unless there was, was there something else in the comments? Okay. I'm going to do one last question here that came in a little bit earlier. Um, it's from either Jagger or Jagger, Jagger, Jagger. I think it's Jagger. Anyways, new listener, um, new live listener. been listening awesome. to the podcast for a little while. Um, first live show. Welcome. Um, if you can, the comments could tell me how to sp uh, pronounce your name. So that we don't butcher it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Um, what percentage of rent do you guys like to delegate for rentals, sorry, repairs and maintenance? Um, that one is Jagger. Jagger? Thumbs up if it's Jagger. <laughs> oh, wait. Thumbs up. Okay, Jagger. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Um, it depends on the property. So uh, I'm trying to remember if we, if, if you can easily find a podcast that we did 
about this. Uh, I, I would just look back in the podcast and look up repairs and maintenance um, under Real Estate Investing Morning Show. We've done a podcast about it before. But if it's a brand new turnkey property, like brand new built, and everything is just, like I said, just new, then I think you can get away with 2% of your rent. So if it's $1,500 of rent, set aside um, uh, 300 bucks a month. Um, is that math right? I don't think 30, so. 30 bucks a month. Okay. That seems really high. That seems really high. 30 bucks a month. Um, so that'll, that'll, that'll accumulate 300, uh, 360. Wow. Math. $360 a year. Um, which, which is okay if it's a brand new property. And you have already, and you have an existing reserve fund in place. You have to have a resi- re- an existing reserve fund. And then you add three hundred sixty dollars a year, and that should be okay. Um, but the mathematics behind it, so what happens if you buy a house that has a ten-year-old furnace and a five-year-old hot water tank and a roof that was built or done in two thousand twelve, um, and uh, appliances are fifteen years old. Appliances are fifteen years old. So there's a lot of things that are going to need to be replaced over the next ten years, and your $6,000 reserve, um, if just the roof needs to be replaced, your your is going to take a huge hit. Your roof is going to be six grand. So that's going to that's going to literally deplete your reserve um, right there on one on one ticket, you know, one one item. And you want to make sure that you keep a healthy reserve fund because you know, there's also, you know, other repairs and maintenance that needs to be done. There's also vacancies and stuff like that. So how do you maintain a healthy reserve to make sure that you always have money, a healthy amount of money in your reserve for anything that can possibly come up? So if you have a lot of things that are delayed or deferred maintenance, then you need to adjust your percentage every month to make sure that you are setting aside money so that you it will always stay healthy. So what you can do is do a spreadsheet of all of the items that need to be replaced and when they need to be replaced. I'll do almost like your own little personal reserve fund study. That's what condos do, right? Every mm-hmm. five years by law, they're required to hire a third party um, company to do a reserve fund study, to, to go and look at everything that needs to be replaced, schedule it out, get quotes, figure how much it's going to be, and then they determine how much to set aside for condo fees to make sure that the reserve fund will always stay healthy. So do the exact same thing they do. Go through all of your property, get quotes on everything, figure out the life uh, or you know the expected lifetime of these pro- these things. Um, you can schedule replacements for some items, right? Ahead of time, work your way backwards. How much money do I need? How, mu- how much money is in my reserve currently? What are some other factors that can pull some money from my reserve, other things? And then adjust your percentage accordingly. If you need your reserve fund up to fifteen thousand dollars by two thousand twenty-seven, how much should you? Okay, and you have six thousand dollars in it right now. What did I say? Thirteen, fifteen, fifteen. Nine, so you need an additional nine thousand dollars over the next four years. We'll take nine thousand and divide it by uh, forty-eight. You should be setting aside one hundred eighty-seven dollars and fifty cents every month. I would round it up to 200 just to make sure because you're also going to have some other just basic stuff like furnace filters need to be replaced and 
you know, leaky a taps, a, a doorknob, a doorknob, <laughs> you know, closet, you know, falls off the hinges or something like that. Right. So setting aside a few hundred dollars a month for those little odds and sods is going to be um, a good idea as well to make sure that, uh, um, you, again, that your reserve fund stays up. And so $200 is, um, as what percentage of 1500, 200 divided by 15. You got that handy? Oops. <laughs> 13. So that's 13%. Now, this is why, obviously, like when you buy houses with deferred maintenance, and, and don't get me wrong, uh, like maybe my, maybe my numbers were a little exaggerated, but I mean, if you're going to buy an older house because you got it on a really good deal, just, just know that you're going to have a lot more uh, repairs and maintenance, right? And that's kind of why I like turnkey properties because I don't have to worry about that shit. And I like to sell the house before, you know, all that stuff needs to be replaced because it, it's costly. Because um, that, that chews into your cash flow right there, right? Yeah. And if it were 2%, it would only be 30 bucks, but you're putting 200 bucks a month away. So it better be a really good freaking deal, in my opinion. But anyways, that's that's how you figure it out. Um, just, uh, run the math and figure it out. Um, okay. Four minutes over. A lot of you guys got to get to work and, and get your kids to school and stuff. So we're going to make a hard stop, but thank you all for joining us, um, live. Um, for those of you that are listening to the recording, Hey, maybe get up early tomorrow. Give it a shot. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.